and welcome to Literary Merit, the show where we tell you what media has value. Spoiler alert, it's all of it. Also, spoiler alert, we'll be discussing spoilers as usual, so here's your warning. I'm Ashley. And I'm Alex. And I'll start by asking, what's new to you, Alex? Um, I have a cold. It happened today. I can like oh, no. tra- trace back the moments when I noticed it happening. Um, yeah, it's that time of year. I'm just getting over like a friggin' three-week cold. It's yeah, terrible. yeah. You didn't sound great the last time we were recording. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've been spending the day in the past two days like... So job hunting hasn't been working out. So I'm like, you know what? Let's just mm. refocus all of my or most of my efforts back into the writing thing. Because I know that that works. So yeah. I've been... Um, submitting my next uh, manuscript out to a couple places all right oh man i'm so excited i because audience i read it or at least uh, like a, a a late draft of it i haven't read like the final draft but it, i loved it so much alex uh, i'm so excited i'm just i'm my, so excited uh, too so you and the other person i had read it like totally reassured me about everything um <laughs> oh, except for the little thing except for the little things i had to fix but then uh-huh. today, while I was submitting stuff, I was like the um, like the feeling that it's not good enough started creeping back. <laughs> oh no! Which is unavoidable. You just have to sort of figure out how to like ignore it. Yeah. Well, here's here's a a, a tip that I learned from uh, Jenna Moresi. She's a, she's an author, and she has a YouTube channel about being an author. She's super great. Um, I think I may have recommended her videos to you at some point. But um, what she does is she collects nice things that people have said about her writing. Oh, that's smart. In like a like a folder, and yeah. so anytime she's feeling like blue, she just goes and looks at, at all these nice things people have said, and then it cheers her up. Well, and I've done that too, <laughs> but I've, I've never like compiled them. That's really smart. Yeah. Well, and she gets a lot of that because she's like a person with a big online presence and stuff so yeah. i'm sure she's got her pick of compliments but mm-hmm. uh but it seems useful for if you just need some you know emotional reassurance yeah just to <laughs> counteract the the stuff going on in your own head yeah well that's cool i'm so excited that you're submitting it i mean it's like i can't wait another year for a lot of the places that are opening up so it's like even if it might not be in its very final form yet. And it's like, you know, got to get it out We're there. We're trying. Give it a try. Yeah. No reason not to. Right? What about you? What are you into? <laughs> oh, my God. Just wedding stuff. Yeah. Never, end, never ending <laughs> I saw wedding the cupcakes. stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did. Uh, it was, we were tasting cake flavors Ooh. last night. Um, yeah, we're picking out our... Right, so here's a little a little um, sneaky peek. We're gonna do cupcakes instead of like a sheet cake mm-hmm, for guests. Mm-hmm. So uh, so that'll be fun. Um, yeah, we found this great little bakery in uh, in Vancouver, and they are so small that you can't do <laughs> tastings inside the bakery because it's basically like you walk in the front door and there is a counter and that's the whole place. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so they just send you home. You can you can just purchase a tasting oh, box, nice. which is just like yeah. six of their like most popular flavors. And you just take it home and taste it at your leisure. And they also give you a few little um, fillings. Oh, my God. 
Mm-hmm. It was all so delicious <laughs> until it wasn't, and now I hate cake. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, okay, so you're presented with multiple choices and you have cupcakes. Like, you can't just take a bite and yeah, no. that cupcake. I mean, at least. Like, that's inhuman. So there, there, there's, there were six cupcakes, and we each ate half of all of the cupcakes. So that yeah. only adds up to three cupcakes. Or, well, yeah, I'd say. We, yeah, but it's like. But they're like serious cupcakes. But it's a wedding cupcake. It's their real deal <laughs> cupcake. But they're so good. This I was. We just found this place last weekend, just sort of by chance. We uh, we drove up to Vancouver to talk to a florist because my life is nothing but wedding stuff. And we were driving around town. We drove past our venue just to you know get another peek at it. And we were over sort of. Um, near Grand and McLaughlin for your personal point of reference. Um, and we drove past just this little bakery called Rosie Cakes. And I was like, that is a bakery. Let's go in. We need to do that. <laughs> and they were like about to close. But um, we got in there. We we ended up buying a couple of cupcakes just to see if we liked them. And we were like, yes, these yeah. are delicious. F- let's get a tasting box. <laughs> let's do it. <clears throat> but... No, it's really fun and, and, and it's coming together, but it's it's a it's a lot of work to have a wedding, it turns out. <laughs> Was there a standout flavor? Or lemon. A couple standout flavors? Lemon. Lemon. Ooh, we're gonna classic. mostly do lemon. Um lemon, we're gonna lemon is, is is good for everybody. Like it is and it's oh, man, it's so nice and lovely and light and beautiful. It's a beautiful cupcake, Alex. I guess I don't hate cake after all. <laughs> but uh yeah, and but the one great thing about doing cupcakes is like we're not limited in flavors. Like we can just get like a couple of a couple more. dozen of yeah. this, couple dozen of that and like yeah, we you just can have get more a couple extra chocolate ones for people that are like chocoholics and they won't settle for anything else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh and we're probably going to go to um Sweet Pea Bakery, the vegan bakery in Portland and get a dozen vegan ones just in, oh, just case. in case. That's nice. Yeah, we we've got some people who are at least sometimes vegan and I don't know if they're vegan now, so <laughs> might as well just be safe and buy a dozen of those too. Yeah. <laughs> and they're usually good enough that even if like oh, yeah. I mean I'll they'll, eat they'll them. Get eaten. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They'll get eaten. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's it's exciting. I've been last night I had dance lessons with my dad. We're taking Aww. uh private foxtrot lessons for our father-daughter dance and it's very fun yeah it is fun it's gonna be really it's it's really funny dancing with him because so much more special than just like standing and swaying yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah well and it's really funny dancing with him because he loves ballroom dancing he loves partner dancing but he's not very good at it oh no (laughs) like we've taken classes together uh before and like he knows it like he just has a really hard time keeping rhythm and he gets kind of mixed up in his head and it's very sweet and like he loves it and he always wants to do it he loves taking dance classes but it's just a it's a little bit more of a challenge for him uh but we're getting there Mm -hmm. it it, by the end of last (laughs) night's lesson we were like we it was a lot smoother i think I think, uh, you know, we've still got a month or so to sort of get it down. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it sounds like so much fun. 
Well, should we get into our topic? Yeah, let's get to it. So I came up with the idea. So everybody in the whole world went and watched Black Panther. And everybody in the whole (laughs) world, minus two people, loved it. Um, And we didn't want to be just, you know, talking the same thing, same talking points that everybody else is talking about. We didn't want to, like, do a sort of recap or anything. So... And we also we, don't want to, like, move in on territory that maybe is not necessarily our place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we'll we'll probably encroach on it just because of the character we're going to be talking about. But uh, I, I felt like the villain of the movie was probably one of the most compelling characters. Not ever only in, in a Marvel movie. movie? Ever, 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 ever in, in a Marvel movie, for sure. And then coming up looking at other examples like also one of the most compelling villains in all of cinema history so yeah certainly in like blockbuster like action movie history yes entirely and the list that i have pulled up let's just say he wins in every category (laughs) (laughs) so yes we're talking yeah we're gonna be talking killmonger and killmonger which his only flaw is that terrible name (laughs) (laughs) it's weird he manages to he pulls it off better than i think anyone else could oh for sure but like i it's a weird name that's that's where they lose points and i'm sure that was his comic name originally too yeah that's that's what they're dealing with i gotta tell you man as a sidebar so you know andy circus's character claw yeah the Mm -hmm. south african fella um Later this evening, just go ahead and Google him in the comics, because oh, you're gonna want to see what he looks like in the comics. <laughs> well, I I saw him in uh, they did a really short run of an animated series for Black Panther a year or two or three ago, um, and he was in that. But I don't remember what he looked like, and I don't I think it was similar to the current version because it was a little more updated. Yeah, it it, it would be memorable if he looked <laughs> like his comic book self. <laughs> Well, so to try and find comparisons, not that there really are any, <laughs> to, yeah. to, to um, Black Panther um, in terms of villainy, I found a couple lists. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, 20 best superhero movie villains, and mm. um, Empire Online's greatest villains in, in cinema. Um Okay. So I'll just start naming a couple of them, and we can talk yeah, about how just... they're not even close. <laughs> yeah, let's just let's throw some topics out. Let's. Um, so let's us. let's start with the superhero movies because that's the genre we're working in. Mm-hmm. Uh, number twenty is Bane from The Dark Knight Rises. Mm, that's a contentious one, must say. See, I absolutely love uh, Tom Hardy as Bane. Well, yeah. And I don't think anybody doesn't, <laughs> but I don't. Well, it's I can't the trouble with him. Is, yeah, well, the, the thing that makes those two really difficult to compare, because honestly, as far as their sort of shtick goes, mm-hmm. they're not too dissimilar. Um, you know, they're like, I, you know, I grew up in hardship and I'm here to wreck shit. Like, (laughs) I'm going to take over revolution time. Here we go. And, you know, they're both sort of military trained Mm -hmm. and, you know, embittered by the world that, you know, and they're both very good at heists in their respective films. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, the trouble is, uh, 
Dark Knight Rises is a convoluted mess of a <laughs> an film. An empty, and vacuous really void of plot. <laughs> yes, well, and it, it detracts from him as a villain because it's hard to take his whole thing seriously when it doesn't add up. Yeah. You know? Like, Tom Hardy plays him to, oh, you know, to Im- Im- action, but yeah. it's not... Yeah, but, like, that doesn't take it far enough, whereas Black Panther is one of the best structured superhero movies ever. Like, it's yeah. definitely head and shoulders above most Marvel films, just as in terms of script. Well, and also, like, I mean, we're comparing it, at least in, in the t- in, when you're comparing to Bane, like, that's also one of the most successful uh, superhero franchises were the Dark Knight series. Um, mm-hmm. But, again, like, you can't really compare them even, I don't know, there's just, like, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> Honestly, I think that of all of the sort of superhero movie villains that come to mind, at least right now, Bane is one of the more apt yes. comparisons. On, 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 a, um, on, on like, it's most just, of it's the, just that... the different factors. Uh-huh. I would say the the one thing where uh, uh, Killmonger wins out in every respect is like his perspective and his uh, his goal. Like, and again, I think that that's just a script issue with The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, just that. Yeah, Bane's I, sort of goal know, is a little muddy. <laughs> It's very muddy. The whole movie's muddy, and it doesn't make any sense. And this is not necessarily an episode about how The Dark Knight Rises doesn't make sense. But that movie doesn't make sense. It sure is pretty, How though. did Batman... How did Bruce Wayne get back to Gotham? How'd he get in? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> but but it's a reasonable comparison, and I think if Bane were in a better movie... Yeah. <laughs> That it would be even more appropriate. Oh, no, what I just totally realized? Tom Hardy would have made an excellent claw. It would be a very different claw, for sure. Very different, but just... I, know I mean, Tom Hardy would make a very can... good everything, so... <laughs> Put him in any movie and it would work. <laughs> um, what's, uh, what's another one? Um, I'll go to some of the ones, because I don't know all of them, because some of them are either dated or they weren't really my thing. Like okay. the villain from Rocketeer. <laughs> I don't really know. I, don't know if I've I ever did sat not down through see the whole it. Rocketeer. Um, <laughs> how about Mr. Glass, Samuel L. Jackson in Unbreakable? Huh, God, it's been forever since I've seen it Unbreakable. Has been, but I remember being like so impressed by that movie. Oh, yeah. It's, it's probably Shyamalan's best film. I don't know but if I, I can don't, say that, but that's, that's also like. I don't know if anybody could really pick at this point. Uh, oh man, I think that it's diminishing returns, man. I think that <laughs> I think that each one was worse than the last. So well, you go further I mean, back, I'll, they're happy better. I'm to tell you that a 2019 sequel or follow-up, appropriately titled Glass, is on the way. <laughs> well, I mean, apparently, um, Split or whatever the heck it was called was a sequel to Unbreakable. Spoilers. Uh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, it's it's insinuated that it takes place in the same universe. Okay, calm down, J.J. Abrams. 
<laughs> he can't. He can't. Everything's a universe now. It's, you can't even blame him because everything's a universe now because of Marvel. Uh, Marvel, what are you doing? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't even know how to compare those two because they're just such so different yeah. in terms of... But I mean, I don't anything that they've got going on. Yeah, I, I just think and not. I mean, I think they can. I, like you can, Unbreakable you can is compare just different them. than other superhero. Oh, completely. Films. But I think you can compare them in that. I at least as far as I remember, um, part of you when you watch the movie, you're kind of you can understand Mister Glass. Whereas a lot sure. of villains, especially I mean, in superhero movies, you're like, oh, they're just a big bad guy wanting to kill people, like. They don't have a goal, yeah. like an actual attainable goal that... <coughs> Ultron! <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. He, he is on this list. <laughs> no! Get him off! He sucks! I don't okay, like Age okay, of Okay, next, next one. Next yeah. one is totally perfect. Okay. Mystique. Yeah, From I mean, X-Men. especially getting into, like, the Days of Future Past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sort of first class stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um... Yeah, I love I love those like X Men prequel films. I think that they outshine all of the other ones. <laughs> well, and it's a product of the time. Like the original trilogy was competing against well, not against because they're by the same studio, but Spider Man. They were in the same time period. The original trilogy of Spider Man, and that's when camp was a major factor in. It still is a factor in a lot of Marvel stuff, but like it was the well, main. <laughs> Thing. If we're if we're gonna talk about that, like I I think that the Sam Raimi Spider Man movies are wonderful, and it's because Sam Raimi wasn't embarrassed. Oh, I love them. He wasn't embarrassed to be making a comic book movie. He was excited to be making a comic book movie. Well, and the, if, the, if the anyone X-Men remembers movies, when they came out, they were spectacular. <laughs> yeah, and they're still good. They still hold up, man. Like I love Tom Holland, but like McGuire is still great. Um, however, the X Men movies were super embarrassed to be comic books like they like they like really resented the fact that they were comic book movies there's a lot of animosity towards superhero comics in those films and it's it's not it's not great uh but the the later ones the 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 later ones that take place before them are much better in terms of that Mm mm-hmm yeah, no, uh, yeah, and again, and a similar sort of, I mean, that's, I think that that's just such a common background to work from for a supervillain. It's like, I'm underprivileged in some way, I am oppressed in some way, and so I'm gonna hit back really hard. Mm-hmm. And that, it's the most sympathetic way for someone to go supervillain. I mean, that's, you know, that's Magneto. Yeah, and Magneto, I would say, is probably my favorite of the superhero villains. Um, I not not always the way he's portrayed, but just in my head. <laughs> yeah, no, he's really compelling, and and honestly, um, so I, I wanted to bring up this um uh article from the Atlantic, mm-hmm. the tragedy of Eric Killmonger. It was kind of going around um recently, uh-huh. came out I guess about a week ago, and um <clears throat> maybe a little more than a week. But uh, it does compare um, Killmonger and Magneto in the way that they both sort of come out of these, the 
these tragedies, yeah. these big historic mm-hmm. tragedies. Um, Magneto even more sort of directly, I guess, because at least in some uh, <laughs> versions of his story, he was a victim of yeah. the Holocaust. Um, whereas, you know, Killmonger is, you know, he he was created by the, you know, the idea of the, you know, transatlantic slave trade. Well, and all, and like a product of America specifically. Mm-hmm. And, and, and also, uh, you know, I, and they, they, I think they really dance around it in the movie, but isn't that time period when it was like the, um, I don't remember the names cause I'm so bad with history, but the riots in LA. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. LA riots. Um, yeah. That it, like in the early nineties yeah. and all so of that. Absolutely. Like, there was a the lot going on pain, in know? the, in the nineties. Yeah. And especially in Oakland. Um, but I mean, the two of them are really comparable uh, in a lot of ways because they both have that sort of impulse to um, sort of give them a taste of their own medicine, yeah. so to mm-hmm. speak. You know, they in in suffering. That's 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 what this article is talking about. Sort of in suffering under imperialism, they become imperialists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that's their downfall. That's their tragedy. That's that's what their flaw is, is that they internalize it and decide to direct it back at their oppressors. Yeah. And one thing, I think the, the thing in my mind that separates them, though, is that Magneto can act out of character and strike someone in anger in, in the most extreme of circumstances. But I feel like Killmonger, because of the, I don't know, I don't want to, say why actually mm-hmm. um he strikes strikes out for seemingly no reason a lot of the time yeah he just straight up murders anybody like whenever he's just like i'm done with you <laughs> and then just kills him yeah or like um I, I what really stuck with me is when he's burning the 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 flowers oh gosh and he yes. just like doesn't yeah, he just like hit that woman or something yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, and then just burning the flowers, too. That's, you know, he's like, yeah. no, no, I will have no heir. This is it. This is me. It's yeah. me now. Um, that weird sort of narcissistic impulse that he's got. Which, and and that is the, that's the thing that, like, you can see a villain in him. But what mm-hmm. really, I think, is shocking and really offsets his, his sort of, his goal, which I believe is super understandable and so much so that the hero of the story is like yeah i agree (laughs) um (laughs) is is his just straight up cruelty and that um another bit that i this really spoke to me in this article is um the fact you know some people are trying to say that you know he's a distillation of sort of the uh american ghetto but it's not at all because what he is is a product of the american uh military industrial complex like he he went to mit he's a trained like special ops soldier like yeah he grew up in oakland but he was shaped he was formed by the military Phys- industrial physically, complex he has a ta- or a, a a scar for every person he killed yeah he scarifies himself <laughs> yeah so um yeah. and yeah that's i mean and i think that's where his real cruelty comes from and i think they they, they do glaze over that a little in the movie but i mean they have to have a movie at the end of the day they can't just have <laughs> exposition <laughs> <laughs> and plus there's decades of comics yeah, but... to back it up so if we really wanted to <laughs> yeah but I, I i think that they do um 
I think that it's it's sort of acknowledged many times through the movie, though, when uh, like when they're going over hit like they're like, hey, this guy yeah. showed up. Who is mm-hmm. he? And they're looking at his like background information. And Ross says oh, he's not Wakandan. He's one of ours. And he's he's part of yeah. the, you know, United States <laughs> government. Like, <laughs> you know, he's he very explicitly says like he's he's ours. He belongs to mm-hmm. the United States government. Well, and. I think also you really see, and you do see uh, how the military did shape him with his response to finding the weapons that they have is, okay, let's give them to everybody and have them just blow each other up. (laughs) Yeah. Let's just wreck the world. And that, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He he wants to turn Wakanda into yeah. an empire. Like he and and that he's he has that great line something about the sun will never set on the Wakandan mm-hmm. Empire, and that's that's just an echo of the sun will never set on the British Empire. Like he's just becoming the white imperialists that you know are oppressing the people that he wants to liberate. Like he's not he's he doesn't aspire to be better than him. He just wants to punish them well and, and and watching the movie once i realized that's what was going on in, with him that's when you're that's when you actually start to see the differences between him and t'challa like <laughs> mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. because for a lot of the movie you're like okay one's doing bad things but they like he also has a really good point and t'challa's like got good intentions but he doesn't know what the heck he's doing <laughs> yeah and and you know he he only finds the right way through Killmonger, you know, he recognizes, you know, Killmonger does expose to him these these faults uh, and, you know, these sins of the past and of his ancestors. And, you know, he can't, you know, maybe Killmonger is misguided, but he is tapping into a truth that T'Challa didn't see before. And it's really important. Well, and that's really what uh, was really sad for me, a spoiler, when he dies at the end mm-hmm. like i wanted him to be redeemed so badly <laughs> yeah but in that again I, I just keep coming back to this article because it's really yeah. thoughtful and very good um the, it ends talking about his uh, about killmonger's death uh it, it's talking about how like in contrast to other villains that in the in the marvel franchise he can't be you know he's dead now he's he's gone his he's cycle can't repeat anymore he's not coming mm-hmm. back and like his um it says here uh on the contrary killmonger's ascension and death is the event that catalyzes wakanda's redemption from its greatest failure and his death ensures that unlike loki thanos and the red skull or any of Marvel's any other of Marvel's endless stable of world conquering despots, the pathos of his tragic end cannot be infinitely repeated as farce. It wouldn't mean as much well, if yeah. he well, and also could come back, you know, <laughs> because of his yeah, and well, and because he's and it's sad to say, but because of his his actions, he changed people's minds. So in a way, he's kind of a hero too. Yeah, well, absolutely. Like I said, he he. He catalyzed that in T'Challa. Like, he, he he changed things 
eventually for the better. Like, <laughs> he wouldn't have had them that yeah. way, but it, none of that would have been possible without him. Mm-hmm. He, he inspired T'Challa. I mean, he inspired me, and I'm just, like, sitting there watching the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... It, I mean, they walk a really fine line with that character. Oh, it's, like, it's, he's... It's, it's, it's a tightrope, and they, they it's do beautiful. it. So much so that, like, until he started sending those weapons out, I was like, I'm, I'm all Team Killmonger, like... <laughs> mm-hmm. He's, he's right. very convincing up until you realize that, you know, he just wants to be an imperialist, too. <laughs> Yeah. Because you know that's which that's I mean, where he given was, his given given his life, like that's how he, he was indoctrinated. He just wants revenge. Mm-hmm. He wants revenge. Yeah. Uh, do um, you have any uh, so, one else on the list you'd like to invoke? Yeah. So one that I think is is a little bit closer than some of them. Oh, that darn cat is scratching. He, he was up here <laughs> asleep, and then I let him out of the door, so assumedly ah. to go do something else, and he's scratching on the other side. All right. Um, uh, Vulture from Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yes. Oh, so he's man. sort of How like good was he? the uh, I don't know working class villain. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He's super. He's I mean, yeah, he's Mister Blue Collar. Yeah, at least until he actually makes money, and then he has like this fully glass house. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, it's very beautiful. But yeah, I mean, he was you know a, basically a garbage man. Before, before he or like um, got his hands on I, that. I, I saw tech. him as like a um, oh, what is it called? Like a contractor. Yeah, he like but crew, but he yeah. was specifically a, a a waste disposal contractor. Really? Okay, he was hired. He had a team that was hired to clean up the mess. Yeah, yeah. Okay, got that it, got the it. Chitauri made of New York. So yeah, I mean he 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 was a garbage man. Like he was, you know, hired to clean up the wreckage. Which is a big thing in and of itself, conceptually. Somebody's got to do it. And that's, that's <laughs> something... Well, yeah, I mean, that's the, the one time Marvel... Act, well, not the one time, but one of the few times Marvel actually is like, oh, yeah, there's, things are bad. Like, there's ramifications. Yeah, fallout <laughs> from this. Um, yeah. He, For actual people. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there... I mean, that that's an interesting comparison. Yeah, because uh, Vulture's thing is sort of... It's it's definitely. A, I believe that Killmonger believes himself to be benevolent. He he is doing this to a degree out of a sense of philanthropy. You know, he wants to liberate people. He wants to to change the world in a way that he thinks makes it better. Whereas Vulture is really just selfishly motivated. Like he wants to provide for I his mean- family. Yeah, well, and and to an extent, his family and his crew. So it's like, yeah, but he's like, I gotta get mine because of... no one's gonna give yeah. it to me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and then it, it, of course, he sort of, you know, uh, power corrupts absolutely or whatever. Like, he has all this power. He ends up killing half his own men. Yeah. Because he's just sick of them, and I'm just like, well, what? <laughs> and, and and that's kind of what yeah. happens with Killmonger too. Is like, sort of your your goal is only being hindered by your actions. Yeah, it, it becomes clear that... You're only hurting Killmonger people. sort of imagines that on a grand scale, he's acting as sort of a, a savior, but he has no 
shame in indiscriminately murdering the people that should fall under the category of, like, his his kin. You know, he's like, there are thousands, yeah. millions of, well, his, of his, people like, like people us People are his there. responsibility as king, too. Yeah. Like, he just straight up murders his girlfriend person. Just like... <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, whoa, wait, what? Like, how does she not fall under the purview of like the people that you're supposed to be saving? Because he's broken in his heart. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid cat. (laughs) (laughs) Do you got to do something about it? No, he'll stop eventually, and then I'll start again. It's fine. (laughs) Um, another one that's that I sort of I really like, and it's probably uh close in in sort of idealism uh doc ock okay gosh gotta gotta wind back the clock again yeah way back way back (laughs) i i I was just talking about how much i love those raimi films and now i don't remember so remind me what his sort of so he was um a scientist Uh with and he, he he was teaching peter and his thing was he was uh trying to uh invent or create um uh whatever it's called like uh fusion power yeah and he is so close so close so close and then it fails and he's like ah and then they pull all this funding or whatever and then he's like you know what i'm gonna get back at him and i'm gonna prove him wrong so then he's like i'm gonna weld these arms under my body (laughs) (laughs) as you do as you do um (laughs) so he's just trying to vindicate himself though yeah and he like gets super close to like actually you know making it work but again like he his sort of ambition and his revenge blinds his his humanity he's a he's a wacko and he screws it all up one thing so i i loved that movie and i love him in that movie uh and one thing i remember watching like the behind the scenes stuff is like every one of the arms um had like a little bit different of a design to it so they could perform different functions Oh man, I never noticed. Well, and then like, like in in two thousand or yeah, when was it? Two thousand four. You're like, oh wow, they actually had detail. <laughs> <It's some good laughs> yeah, stuff. they thought of <laughs> they thought of things. Well, Sam Raimi's a good filmmaker. Yeah, I mean, there are some problems with that movie in other ways, but sure. But uh, it's sure. A, every movie is inherently flawed, and I think I think actually, um, uh, Mikey from Movies with Mikey actually mentioned that in one of his recent videos. He's like, it's not a movie if it's not flawed. <laughs> Yeah, it's art. It's art. Yeah. Um, you know, one that I want to uh, consider, because I think that there's a lot of really interesting comparison uh, between just the films themselves, is um, Hela oh. from Thor Ragnarok. Ooh. Because both are about the effects of imperialism. Yeah, yeah. And they're both about um, taking your... Coming king, back yeah, to claim your, your throne and your... Your birthright, and they're both like, I want to take this army and do a thing and be imperialists. (laughs) Um, But whereas sort of, and and they they are both about sort of exposing the, you know, the sins of your forefathers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, Thor has to come to terms with the fact that, like, he comes from a line of colonialists, Whereas um, T'Challa just has to come to terms with the fact that his people were not helping other people. Yeah. So, you know, 
Which, I mean... Smaller sins. Given but... how the world developed is understandable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know. It's fair. Uh, but, but I do think that there is interesting thematic comparison between them. Because, honestly, like, Hela and Killmonger came from opposite ends, you know, opposite sort of sides of the fight and ended up in the same place. Well, and one thing, this is totally a joke, but like a lot of responses to both of them as, as villains and characters. Uh, I saw a lot of people on Twitter uh, talking about how like they make bisexuals very frustrated. (laughs) I saw a lot of posts like that about both Killmonger and, (laughs) They're both definite hotties, so a hundred percent. Which <laughs> I mean, this is this is totally like vapid, but like makes them more <laughs> okay. more likable as people. Like that's why you sure. are on their side. You're like they're good looking. <laughs> that's definitely a choice that's being made there. Yeah, like they're <laughs> rad. They're both super <laughs> rad, and you want to like them. Yeah. And it, so it helped, but I mean, that's how they sort of, especially. I think Killmonger, you know, he's he's sort of the archetypical like charismatic leader. You know, he's he's powerful and attractive and has convictions and he makes you want to believe in what he believes. And that's how he managed to get as far as he did. Like I think he said, I have a plan, yeah. and they said, okay, I want to do your plan. Yeah, and, and I don't <laughs> want to get too deep into this because I don't have the articulative skills to be able to make it right, but um, when you first see him and he's in the glasses and, like, the sort of hipster getup, um, like, that's, yeah. that's like, a, good a character for him. He's using what people will perceive of that type of person as a mask mm-hmm. to infiltrate. Yeah. Yeah, it's a costume. It's like, he's wearing a costume. We all fell for it because everybody's like, he's super hot in that scene. And we're like, yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah, he's a, no, he's a super manipulator. Absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, we're all just like, know, manipulate it, me. <laughs> uh, and then Hella just doesn't even have to because she's just like, listen. I'm just going to kill you. And then you see her and you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but but I do think that those, those movies are really fascinating to compare. Yeah, and especially since they came out in this, oh, not the same year, but within a year of each other, about, but, just about. And they're, they're a couple of just the tippy-toppest of the Marvel films as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and you see, it's because they gave people of color the directing helm (laughs) that's interesting that you pointed that out i haven't thought about that (laughs) oh my gosh on totally on the same topic so i follow roxanne roxanne gay on (laughs) on twitter uh and Uh, for anyone who doesn't know she's a memoirist um and writer uh and she's amazing and i haven't finished one of her books but i have one um (laughs) but um, some people were saying, and I think she was saying that she really would love to direct uh, Batgirl. Since Joss Whedon went and Joss Whedon did it. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then I saw her post, like, obviously defending that and saying what she would do with it and all that. But then I also saw her post, she's like, oh, I just met with, um, 
Oh, I'm totally blanking on his name. But the director of Thor Ragnarok and his wife, they're both lovely. And they're talking oh, about... Oh, yeah, Taika Waititi, Taika, yeah. And I'm just like, what a, what a team. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw that tweet, too. I was like... Uh, <gasps> right. <laughs> oh, and then... The, I want to meet Taika Waititi. <laughs> right. Um, I think uh, she also did a, a little post about, like, who who could be in Batgirl. And I think somebody said Janelle Monet, And I was like, yes! Uh, <laughs> uh, like, that would be so good. That's, yeah. like golden like if we're in the golden age of superhero movies that would be like the platinum age the diamond age like (laughs) (laughs) yes the titanium age (laughs) yeah oh that's so good but like and it's i mean it's just so great that like these things are succeeding as much as they are because it's like see (laughs) see what other kinds of people can do? <laughs> what other that? audiences we can oh, like, and... actually bring in as viewers? <laughs> I mean, like, a huge reason why the Fast and the Furious franchise has been so wildly successful is because it has a variety of people of color as starring characters, and it's, and you know, it, it appeals to more than just white folks like there there's there's whole demographics that are being represented and appealed to in those films and it matters mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and we uh, talk about all the time about queer representation and begging for it um give me everybody wants representation yeah i want uh, like make a batwoman movie while you're at it lesbian superhero give it to me or, like, finally oh. give us our Harley Quinn movie with Poison Ivy as her girlfriend. Uh... <laughs> In fact, just also... break all the, the conventions and bring back Uma Thurman as her girlfriend. <laughs> uh... <laughs> no, because, see, that's a really insane version. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I just, I just love, I love it. <laughs> I love Uma Thurman, but no, forever, the only woman that I will ever want to play, not true, but the woman I most want to play Poison Ivy forever and always is Christina Hendricks. I am so bad with names, as you know. I'm just going to... Uh, Mad Men? You, did you watch uh, Mad Men? A little bit. I just need to look her up real quick to get her face. She's, yeah, she's, she would be she's really Joan. Good. The... She would be really good. Oh, I love her yeah. deeply, and she's gorgeous <laughs> and wonderful. She's got that sultry voice. She's she's poison ivy through and through to me. But uh yeah, just make all kinds of different stuff. It's great. Did you see that picture? <laughs> that what picture? <laughs> <laughs> On set photo of um because apparently I didn't realize this because I knew that Taika Waititi was like physically uh-huh. playing Korg on set. Um in a funny getup with a cork head on top of his head, but apparently he, I, I saw it now. I, I need to look this up and see what the accuracy of it is. But I saw a photo of him in the sort of physical representation of the Hulk what? that they used, which is basically a big frame that goes on his body that puts a big Hulk head on top of his head, and then these two big giant Hulk arms <laughs> that he just sort of holds like. Out in front of his arms, and it just sort of like huh. takes up the space of the Hulk and sort of represents the movements. But he was, 
picture of him wearing it. So I don't know if he actually did the physical acting know. for the Hulk or if he was I mean, wearing he did it. For Korg. But, I'm seeing the like, like, like the motion. Yeah, so too. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. But I saw this great picture of him, and he's sort of leaning the Hulk head down and. Chris Hemsworth is like leaning up and like giving the Hulk a smooch, and I love it so, so much. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth d- decked out as Thor, smooching the Hulk. It's adorable, and then it's also it's well. Taika if you Waititi. find that picture, send it to me. I will. Because I'm having no luck. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, it just like came across it on like Tumblr or something. So yeah, yeah, that sounds like something Tumblr would. Tumblr loves it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So number one at the top of the Rotten Tomatoes list for superhero Mm -hmm. villain. I mean, it's the obvious Heath Ledger as the Joker. Um, Yeah, sure. I mean, and that I don't think you can can really compare. Um. (laughs) No, and and you shouldn't. And I think that there's far too. I mean, the thing that's so great about Ledger's Joker is that he's so singular, and it's tragic that so many have tried to imitate him because it's never worked. Mm -hmm. It's never, ever, ever, ever worked to imitate that. He did this thing, and it was perfect, and you can't copy it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this idea of this villain that's just crazy, and he just is this crazy anarchist. Like, there was some magic happening, some kind of crazy alchemy that they made it work. And then, like, I mean... Lex Luthor in the Zack Snyder films is just like a discount Heath Ledger Joker and it's terrible. <laughs> so let's switch over to the um, greatest villains of all, t- all time for all genres of film. Um, sure, let's try A lot that. of them are horror um, just because like that's... I mean mm-hmm. like you can't get past that because it's... That's where villains yeah, are. Yeah, I mean they're iconic because they're, they're usually... Um, very visual because they don't have lines and they're sort of <laughs> more important than other kinds of villains yeah, because yeah. generally in a horror film it's like they are the yeah, conflict exactly. yeah. you know <laughs> i'm a big monster i'm a conflict um, so the, the first one Watch is michael out. myers and like i don't have a lot to say because i never watched any of the halloween movies i don't think watch i think i would enjoy the, them but watch the rob zombie remake okay watch the rob zombie i mean like some people are gonna say that's blasphemy it i think it's amazing i think it's amazing and i love what they did with the character of michael myers it's super different but i think it's much better um the original one and it's just a very antiquated idea at this point because it was the 70s it's that you know he's just evil he's just evil and there's nothing but evil behind his eyes and oh and the doctor that's like trying to you know hunt him down is like ah, i can't believe that you know i i should have known this would happen like i have to get him because he's just evil everyone i'm a doctor evil exists uh <laughs> yeah. and it's just crazy it's just it's just not how people uh, work whereas the rob zombie remake decides to portray actually go in depth into the catalyzing yeah. event of him killing his family as a child and sort of show factors that may have i mean he's probably you know unwell just in his brain to begin with but sort of these factors that exacerbated it and made him snap and then this doctor trying to help him and trying to save him and feeling guilty that he couldn't save michael from himself and like he's trying to track him down and he feels this like responsibility for what's happening and he feels this pity for michael and it's 
much, much, much better. Just my little, my little rant about Halloween that's franchise. Well, because cool, one thing, well, and, and that's that's, and you know that the, the the reason that we as audience like that. I mean, that's why we all love Killmonger so much is because there's a reason. There's a reason yeah. for it all. And uh, browsing through this list, there's a lot of unreasonable villains that are just villains. Like they don't what? have any depth. And I'm like, well, well, just saying like. And I'll, I'll point them out, but, like, the the first list we looked through, there were some that were, like, okay, they're not as good as Killmonger, but they were still good villains because they had a lot of stuff to mm-hmm. them, you know? Um, but this is, like, T-1000 from Terminator I mean, like, he's... Uh, Freddy Krueger. Agent Smith. They're scary, but, like, they're... I mean, they're... They're scary, but they don't have a motivation. <laughs> I'm sure... I mean, let, let's not talk smack about the Matrix now. Uh... <laughs> Well, okay, so Agent Smith, there is obviously a motivation, but, like, as far as, like, the portrayal of that character, we don't get from the performance the reasoning. Because the reasoning is it's the machines trying to purge this error, basically. Well, but, like, but Smith is different than that. Smith Smith has a personal motivation. He's going rogue. Okay, I haven't seen those movies in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, and um, or maybe it's just that that part isn't clear enough, and that we don't get enough of a like. Obviously, we do in his facial expressions because he's really good at them. Hugo Weaving, but <laughs> well, maybe it's maybe it's time you revisit the Matrix. I just maybe. <laughs> um, I've just watched that movie a lot of times, yeah. so I know it like <laughs> really well. I went through a phase. I went through a Matrix phase. Uh, <laughs> well, um, one of my coworkers, um, she's been. I think with her brother, she was rewatching all of the um, Wachowski films, and we were doing a lot well, of talking about like how they've aged and stuff. It's very interesting to go back, especially to The Matrix, with what we know now of the <laughs> Wachowskis versus our con- concept of them at the time, and it, it frames it really differently. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. a really different movie when you think about it from a from a trans perspective <laughs> like, yeah from a, from it, you know the filmmaker yeah and it also from like their body of I mean, work um and their uh-huh. sort of themes that have developed throughout their careers yeah doing a queer reading <laughs> of the matrix is fascinating <laughs> sure. because it's so different from sort of the cultural conception of this movie especially because it's like okay oh the, the, it's think the mo- about that especially the first one the the most fanboyed movie ever well and think of the irony that the most claimed term by shitty alt-right people red pill is a direct reference to a film made by two trans yeah. women <laughs> <laughs> like it's a super, like, you know, we just weren't prepared in 1999 <laughs> to read a movie that way, to consider it yeah. in that way. That just wasn't a thing that was going on in pop culture. Um, but if you go back with that point of view, like, there's a lot of very interesting stuff going on <laughs> with that. <laughs> so I do recommend going back because it's just a load of fun. Uh, don't okay. worry about the sequels. i mean i remember really liking the sequels but also like when you're a kid sometimes you just want to be entertained and they're entertaining sure i mean yeah when it was the early 2000s we didn't know any better (laughs) (laughs) we we were children um but 
I think more to yeah, to just actually get back to the topic at hand, um, T-1000, sure, um, as far as, like, yeah, he's just, I mean, he's, he's literally just a robot. Yeah, well, and then <laughs> like there's, there's more examples that are just, like, they're just an omnipresent danger and, animal, and, like, and pal- I, I Emperor get, Palpatine. <laughs> I, ugh. I mean, I, so I understand where they're coming from, and it's just an entirely different perspective than we're approaching it, because we're we're looking for nuanced, complicated yes, characters, these are just like and they're iconic. looking for... Iconic. Yeah, iconic. You know, maybe, you know, maybe T-1000 isn't, like, very complicated, but damn, is he scary. Yeah. And some in in some stories, that's all the the villain needs to be. Yeah. Like that's what that story is, and it's a good story. Well, and then you know, uh, Palpatine and Sauron are also on this list, and they are the least nuanced, at least in their debuts. <laughs> yeah, Palpatine. But then there bad. are more complicated characters. We have Norman Bates on here. Great, very fascinating. Is, exactly. Um, I don't know why the Sheriff of Nottingham from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves is on this list, but okay. Because he's played by Alan Rickman. I know, but like, isn't there another villainous <laughs> role that Alan is, like... Well, yeah, like, if we're gonna do Alan Rickman roles, let's just do Gruber. Like, Hans Gruber is better, right? Or, or even, um, uh, uh, Sweeney Todd. Ooh, yeah. Judge Turpin. Although, I don't think people... Uh, remember that movie fondly for some reason. <laughs> I could, I could talk at length about that. I mean, so I won't say anything at yeah. all. <laughs> I, think I, I better I, not let loose the floodgates. I feel you, Joanna. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> <sighs> yes, not gonna talk about it. Not gonna talk about it. Another day. Oof. Oh boy, and I'm a musicals person. I'm a, I'm I'm a, I'm literally a musicals person, so I've got um, feelings. But um, but yeah, yeah. yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, weird choice. Uh, another twist that like... I found was really, actually, I I kind of agree with, but I think it's kind of a controversial on this list is Kylo Ren. Oh, I love Kylo Ren. He's one of my favorites. <laughs> oh. Well, especially like definitely the most recent character on this list by a long shot. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody who actually has you know motivations and conflict within himself which even like even most villains especially like uh uh killmonger are not conflicted (laughs) yeah he's they know what they're doing exactly exactly whereas kylo it's like he has that same sort of quality where like you want to you want to believe him but he's just like hurting himself yeah Ugh. Yeah, I could, another character that I could just talk yeah. at length about, because I find his whole thing to be so fascinating and so smart. Like, the way he's written is just, uh, well, and, and, like, and also, and, I, like, and, and not just written, but, like, portrayed as well, because oh, sure. Adam there's Driver so much of his, brilliant. his conflict is only in facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Like, we know what he's going through because so he's showing he's, us of his body. Well written, acted, and directed. Yeah. All around good job, fellas. But, um, I, yeah, I mean, 
like so frequently people people are like i hate kylo ren he's dumb and a jerk and he sucks and i and i'm like i know <laughs> it's great <laughs> like that's well, the I think, point <laughs> i don't want to awesome. like uh, call people out but i think they might be projecting a little bit like <laughs> they might find him annoying maybe because they it's... can relate as a teen like when they were a teenager they were much like maybe him. hitting a nerve <laughs> yeah exactly. maybe hitting a nerve well yeah, and also their their precious you know childhood is being affected by new changes and stuff <laughs> yeah and I, I mean so certain people that i'm marrying uh <laughs> don't like kylo ren very much <laughs> um and we've had we've talked so much about it <laughs> um, we've talked so much about it um and i understand how he feels and ultimately it's just like he doesn't like it just because it's not what he's looking yeah. for like he wants a cool darth vader and you know i think i've managed to get through to him that it's like it's not a it's not that kylo ren is a bad villain he's just not the villain that William wants in yeah. his Star Wars movie. And it's like, okay, like, everyone's got their taste, everyone's got their thing they like and what they want to see, but what I want to see is Kylo Ren ruining his life. <laughs> Can you imagine if that this character would have either not been in the main new trilogy and had his own movie? So we wouldn't have to compare it in the same way. Or even if this type of character were is, was in his own movie, I feel like we would definitely be able well, to, as, as a collective audience, be able to appreciate his nuances more. I think, I think maybe it, he would be more appealing to more people in that yeah. way. But I think that it's super significant to his character that he is so directly being compared yeah, to darth vader that's true. i think if you took him yeah. out of that context something by the audience and by the, the by himself <laughs> yeah like I, I that it's it's yeah. so crucial that it, he wouldn't be the same character if he was removed from that context yeah yeah you hear I, that uh, audience you're putting pressure on him <laughs> that's why that's why you hate him so much because he hates himself and you're an extension of his own self-loathing <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I was at the convenience store the other day, because um, I go to the convenience store way too often. There's a convenience store right next door to my office, and I walk over there on lunch all the time. Um, and I saw some cans of, I think it was Red Bull, I'm not sure, some kind of energy drink type thing. And of course, it was Star Wars branded, because everything is Star Wars now. We live in Star Wars. Uh -huh. And yeah. it had it it had Kylo Ren on it. And the flavor was Space Punch. <laughs> and I thought to myself, that's what I'd like to do to Kylo Ren. And well, that's also what he's good at doing. <laughs> Space Punch. <laughs> <sighs> um, yeah. So. I love, I love Star Wars. Um, number, four, number four on the list is, is Hans Gruber, as you mentioned earlier. Thank you. He's great. Um, so you're not wrong with that character. I just forgot he was on there. <laughs> what list is and this, also, by the I've way? I've just never been a huge diehard fan, so. Yeah, the uh, first one is. This is the Empire Online best okay, Empire. ones. Okay. Um, number three is Loki, which I don't agree with. <laughs> Man. I think he's a very uncompelling villain, even in The Avengers. I have a lot of thoughts on Loki, too. <laughs> yeah, well, I think okay, he's, so I think I he's watched... better as 
a sidekick in Thor Ragnarok than any yeah, of the other He's just gotten better movies. and better. Yeah. So he was marginally interesting in the first Thor film. Uh-huh. Um, in Avengers, he was suitable. I mean, <laughs> the thing was, you know, that movie was about the Avengers. Yeah, not, and he can't take up too much space because there's not much space for him in that film. Yeah. And that's okay. He did his he did his thing. He was in a plastic box because villains have to be in plastic boxes now. <laughs> and <laughs> ever since Silence of the Lambs, you gotta put a bad guy in a box. And uh you know, he just he did he fulfilled his yeah. function and that's fine. That's fine for that movie. Um, now, I didn't see Thor The Dark World until, like, days before I saw Thor <laughs> I Ragnarok. Think, I think that's pretty common. I had no interest in that film. Yeah, I was, I just, I didn't care at all. But then I was like, you know, I'm, I want to see Thor Ragnarok, so, like, I don't want to be lacking context. So Dylan and I wa- watched it on YouTube. We Ooh. rented it for $3 on YouTube. And we we watched it one night, and yeah, not a great film. An interesting film, though. <laughs> I'm still sort I, of. I think it has a really nice visual style. It's yeah, it's cool looking. It's kind of fun. It's mostly just fluffy silliness. Yeah. <laughs> but you see the Thor Loki thing start to congeal in that film, and that's what I mm-hmm. was enjoying. Also, yeah. also little um little thing in there with the um korg rock person that thor smashes and that's a that's actually a callback to uh something in planet hulk the comic that thor ragnarok is sort of chomping Mm -hmm. i don't know it's not really adapted for it's (laughs) loosely adapted from it's like um (laughs) yeah there's there's a there's a sort of a flashback to when korg's people tried to invade Mm -hmm. earth and got defeated by thor they like just had the bad luck of running into thor first and he starts smashing them and they're like oh my god the people here are really strong we have to leave um and so yeah in in thor the dark world thor smashes one of those guys up and i was like ah it's that thing that happened um though it happened in um vanaheim not earth so <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, there's. I mean, there. You know, Loki's starting to turn into the thing that Loki is best as, which is honestly, yeah, not too dissimilar from like like mythological Loki. Yeah, like he's a friend, sort of, and an enemy, sort of, and you can't trust him, but you know that you can't trust him, so maybe so you, can predict him. you don't have to. You can, yeah, like, I mean, and then sometimes you can't, but you just sort of do your best, and he's just Loki, and he's gonna do Loki. He's not necessarily your enemy, but he's not necessarily your friend. And, and, and I, and I like him as that, and I love him in Thor Ragnarok, but he's not the villain of that film, so he makes a much better sort of begrudging ally. Um, So the final two, um, number two is the Joker. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, all of them, apparently, for some reasons, listed as, like, every <laughs> one of his appearances in film, which is weird. Um, but yeah. it has the picture of Heath Ledger, so obviously we know what who it's talking about. Um, yeah, I mean, other, like, I mean, Jack Nicholson's the other great, incarnations, but... <laughs> Yeah, both of the other incarnations were on the other list as well. Um, 
separately, whereas in here they're sort of tied into one. Hmm. Um, and then number one is Darth Vader. Who, huh. I mean, we could sort of lump him in with somebody, not necessarily somebody who's justified, but somebody who is tortured and broken. Yeah, honestly, and... especially if we're talking like a ridge tridge, uh, <laughs> as we like to call them. Do we call it that? Uh, yeah, we've said that <laughs> in the past. A ridge tridge. Uh, a ridge tridge. I'm sure we called them that. <laughs> but I he love functions it. much more... He, he functions much more like uh, like Sauron in those films. Yeah. You know, he's mm -hmm. just the scary big the end, yeah. bad guy yeah. who's coming to get you. Like, that's what he was. Well, I think He's just like an evil I guy. Think people that's love fine. that, and that's one of the reasons they didn't like learning more about him. But then also, they also kind of love the redemption at the end, too. So... <sighs> yeah, he's, it's just the problem is that, that the prequels spot, were badly written and badly acted, so... <laughs> well, did you watch Mikey's new series about the Star Wars movies? Yes. Okay. I did, and that could be a whole <laughs> conversation. Well, I'm just, like, uh, when they happened, mm -hmm. things were different. <laughs> sure, sure. I, you know, Mikey's absolutely right about everything that he says <laughs> in those films, they're still not good. Like, the acting is still terrible. The acting is still terrible, and the dialogue is still terrible. So, like, yeah, conceptually, he has redeemed them for me. But if you go and you watch them, they Oh, suck. I would fast forward through most of it and just watch, like, the, the space fights and the sword and the lightsaber battles. Sure. Watch, watch the lightsaber battle with... Uh, Darth Maul, you can basically skip the entire first movie up until that, yeah. the lightsaber <laughs> fight with Darth Maul. Because that's, I'd say that's probably the second best lightsaber fight yeah. in and then the franchise. For... The best, the best is Kylo Ren and Rey teaming okay, up. Okay. That's the best lightsaber fight. I would rank, <laughs> I would rank the first lightsaber battle. No, not the first. I would, I would say the, the, the first, well, just because it's the first time you see one. The first time in, you see it. In A New Hope. It's the worst. At the very beginning. It's so bad. It's horrible, but it's it's like the first time, so it's something special about it. But anyway, I would say <laughs> I, I, I can agree with those those as your first two, and then I would say the uh, the duel in Empire at the end would be the third. Sure. Fair. Now we just went way off, to, off topic with lightsaber <laughs> yeah. and Star Wars. But yeah, so Darth Vader, I understand, especially when you're talking about just like sort of impact on cinema oh, history. Yeah. Like, yeah, Darth Vader is super influential, super important, super iconic. Like, well, yeah, and he has know, the same like it, 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 the same reason. horror movie imposing, physical, visually iconic, um, lumbering. You know, he has all of that. And he's and that scene you know, at the else. end of Rogue One is the scariest thing I've ever seen put <laughs> to you, film. Have you seen the version? And we, I think we've talked about this. Have you seen the version of where it's put to um, <laughs> "Give Me More" by Britney Spears? <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. It's oh, so that's good. good. It's just that's like good. oh no, my god. However, look I for that seen... immediately after this because that is hilarious. I have seen the beginning of the Kylo Ren and Rey team up fight um set to britney spears toxic yep. and that's mm -hmm. very good yep <laughs> <laughs> oh What's and i think i might have sent it Star Wars? <laughs> I, might, I might have sent it to you but it was uh um 
it was that final fight on the bridge uh, of Thor Ragnarok set to Toxic as well, instead of to right. uh, Immigrant Song. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Man, I love Thor Ragnarok. I really do. It so I've been out, thinking recently. Uh, next, or no, it's already out on digital, but I don't remember the day it comes out. For yeah, physical. I've got I've got definitely a handful of Blu-rays that I need to buy. Uh, I gotta buy Coco for one. That's my new fave. I want to see it so bad. I might just rent it so I don't have to like pay twenty <sighs> bucks to buy it. Yeah, I mean, you're probably gonna want to buy it once you rent it, but go I ahead just, and I would buy every movie. Bucks. I would buy every movie and not have and not like I would prefer to own a movie rather than uh, rent mm-hmm. it, but I just don't have the funds. See, I I'm a compulsive collector of yeah. movies. I've got I've got so many well, movies. It's just a thing. I I inherited it from my mom. <laughs> well, I'll buy a movie <laughs> even if do. I haven't seen it yet and I don't know if I'll like it. Like. I bought oh, really? that stupid King Arthur movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that one too. It's stupid. Uh, um, but yeah, no, red box it or something. You won't regret it. It's it's just lovely. It's I, wonderful. I wanna, I've, I've heard nothing but amazing things. So Yeah, in fact, like when you do, because I, I think it's about to come out or maybe it just came out on video. It just came I, out, I would yeah, love, Tuesday. Yeah, I would love to talk about it and compare it to other Pixar oh, yeah. movies. I think that it? that is a great episode, and we'll do it. <laughs> we'll do that one. <laughs> um, but I was talking about something else. Mm. Uh, we were doing Star Wars, but I think we're I think we're pretty good on our villains conversation. Yeah, I, I'm sure we are. We went through I'm the big sure ones. I'm sure we are. I'm sure what I was going to say is not interesting nor important. But if any listener has any suggestions to compare to Killmonger or just to talk about other villains. Yeah, who do you like? Who do you hate? Are we crazy? Are we right? What do you think? Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have to be a superhero villain. It doesn't have to be like a like a traditional villain. It can just be like an antagonist in a movie. Um Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's great. Let's let's get a conversation started. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to talk to you. Go ahead and tweet at us and you know, whatever. <laughs> comment. There's YouTube comments. We also post on YouTube, so you can comment there if you want to. Or leave us an iTunes review. That's a thing. That would be just great. I'd love it if you did that. Do you, Alex, have any recommendations this I was episode? just about to ask you the same thing. Let me pull up my podcast app on my phone to see if there's oh. anything new in here. Cool. cool. Oh, um, so I, I listened to it previously, um, but I just actually subscribed. It's called um, Commonplace, um, and it's hmm. uh, conversations with poets and other people. Um, it's um, uh, hosted by Rachel Zucker, and it's awesome. I'm learning a lot about not only different poets specifically, but it's really fun to listen to, especially if I'm like in the mood to write poetry, but I don't know what to start with. It'll, like, give me some, like, discussion topics to mull over my head. And it's just really, really cool. Mm. Especially when you're out of academia and you don't really have conversations about poetry very often. Ugh. It's just yeah. really nice to, like, sit and listen to people talk about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. What about you? Um, I, okay, first I gotta, did I mention, I can't remember if I had, talked about it or not the podcast tales yes you had mentioned it okay yeah that's what i mentioned last week with the podcast podcast yeah tales is great listen to everything that they do podcast is awesome um but just this week 
Tannis season four kicked off and my heart is happy. I don't know if you remember back, gosh, nearing a year ago now because you realize we've been doing this for almost a year <sighs> <laughs> I know, it's crazy. But back at that time, I was really, really into this podcast, Tannis. Um, I had just found it, and I blazed <laughs> through it. Um, it's a it's a fiction sort of um, masquerading as nonfiction podcast. Mm -hmm. Supernatural mysteries, good times, real spooky and good. Um, and season four just started. Um, the first episode is up, and it's a doozy, but... If you're interested in that, do not start with season four. <laughs> Go to the beginning. You have to you have to listen to it from the beginning. Otherwise, you're going to be super lost. Um, but it's good, and you'll enjoy it and, and do that also. Um, but secondary um, recommendation is I just found this YouTuber who I believe is called Big Joel. <laughs> <laughs> and he does sort of... Um, video essays, you know, he's one of those guys that we, th of the sort that we yeah. love that does mm -hmm. video essays about, like, movies and stuff. Um, he's started doing some about Disney films, which you know is my <laughs> jam. Uh, he, he talked, he did a video on Snow White and sort of how it functions and a video on Bambi and oh, what starting it's from the beginning. about. And those movies, <laughs> yeah, nobody thinks about Snow White and especially not Bambi. So really interesting stuff Check this dude out, cause he's uh he's I I I hadn't found him before, but I'm I'm glad I did. Um, one more thing that sort of I just remembered. Um, yeah. So since we're talking about um, Black Panther and how it's uh you know run and cast and got all people of color in it, black people. Um, another show that I finally sat down and started watching is Insecure on HBO. Mm. Um. Which is just like absolutely hysterical. It's so funny, and I and I knew it was gonna be, and I and people on Twitter were just like ranting and raving when it first premiered, and I'm like, I finally sat down and started watching, it and it's so amazing, amazing every part of it, funny, beautifully lit, beautifully shot, beautifully acted. It's just good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I've heard it. It, it looks great. I, I don't like watch shows anymore, so <laughs> I should, but I just ne I rarely do that anymore. Well, if somebody's looking uh, for uh, right. a comedy with a little more substance than like Big Bang Theory or something, <laughs> um, <laughs> and they have access to HBO, I would recommend it. Oh, it's on HBO. Yeah, so yeah, not everybody yeah. can get it, but like steal your parents' password or something. Not you specifically, but anyone out there whose parents yeah. can I afford HBO. I like do me. steal all my dad's passwords. Oh, yeah. I do steal oh, all yeah. my dad's passwords, but he does not <laughs> subscribe to HBO, so unfortunately. Shame. That does it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to us on YouTube if you absolutely love us, and like the video if you just kind of like us. You can also find us on iTunes, Google Play, and Anchor.fm. Please rate and subscribe so more nerds can find us. Check us out on Twitter at LitMeritPod for updates and news. And we also have our own uh, personal Twitters, which you can shout us out at if you feel so inclined. I am at ThatJackanapes. And I'm at KingWithNoName, all one word. 
<laughs> I think Twitter handles all are. I don't know. I know they are, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just clarified because I said it like there were big spaces between each word. <laughs> you're, just, you're just being articulate. Just uh, calling me out. <laughs> <laughs> And thanks to Jonathan Colton for the use of our theme song, Fraud, from his album, Artificial Heart. Until next time, remember, no No guilty guilty pleasures. pleasures.